it's a, it's an ongoing battle. You know, you got your vices. You know, you got yeah. your, you got your doubt. You got you know all these different things. So, um, I you know you said it just a second ago, Steve, which kind of segues into the next thing I was gonna you know bring up a little bit was fear, and yeah, fear is one of the biggest things in life, even though. It's something that hasn't came to pass yet. It hasn't happened. It's a fear of something happening that you might not like the outcome of. And as crazy as that is, I mean, if you just say it out loud and just like think about it, like it hasn't happened, but it could happen. But like, that's what fear is. It's it's just not, it's not a real thing. It's just your mind saying, well, trying to protect yourself. Well, this could happen. You better, you better watch it. Right. And that's one of the biggest things to overcome and bug out. I'm afraid to ask this sounded like you just had no fear, but (laughs) you know, when you're going in, but I mean, I don't know about you, maybe not fear, but, uh, you know, you're definitely going to have 128 people that you have to compete against to, uh, fight for a starting job. That's a lot of people to be honest. And, uh, like fear can play tricks on you. It can lead you down different stuff. It can make you not play up to your ability or, you know, speak correctly or give a speech or, you know, talk to people, you know, call the right play, make the right throw, you know, it can play all these factors. So I guess what, where's the point at, or do you use any fear as like fuel or, what factors does it play where you have, you know, you wanted to achieve your goals? It doesn't have to be with your sports or, you know, your baseball, your 60 yard dashes, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, make it about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I run 20 extra yards, not a big deal, folks. But it doesn't have to be, uh, but, but uh, I just kept on running. <laughs> 40, yeah. 60s, I- Forrest Gump. But uh, yeah, sorry. So yeah, like where do you, I mean, it could be achieving goals or like, you know, hitting something that you really wanted to do. Like, you know, I'm curious how fear played a factor in all that. So if any big dog. So do you want to, do you want to hear the the lighter tone and, and stick with the baseball path or do you want me to get a little, <clears throat> this was what I was prefacing before the show tonight was I could get a little, not darker, but like a little more somber, I guess is a better way to put it on a completely different topic um, or just keep it, keep it baseball related and, and how that experience played out. Um, whatever you want, man. Yeah. Whatever you're comfortable with. I mean, I would say maybe dive into the fucking deep end. I, I feel like that's, Unless I don't know. I feel crazy. like that. It's oh, yeah, a deep pool. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, scared of the dark. No, I, uh, I feel like that, you know, people can, uh, relate a little bit to like college and stuff. Um, and we might yeah. get into that a little bit later. Me and Steve went to school and, you know, we didn't finish school. We'll get into that maybe a little later, but um, I don't know. Every, every couple, I, I don't know what's happening. He hasn't <laughs> talked to me about this at all. So, but I'm all I'll, for it. You I'm might, I feel like this. you're going to relate more to people, you know, maybe it'll relate to a wider audience or, you know, maybe it'll resonate more, especially, you know, if we, Bring it back full circle. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go that route. I'm, I'm comfortable talking about it um, and everything. And it's it's. I think 
maybe you and P maybe know like the, the surface of it and everything, but um, yeah, one of the biggest things, and I'm, I'm still dealing with it today, which is why I think it's very relative. And, and I hope this helps someone. I really do. Um, or even someone like, I'll preface this. If someone hears this part of the, the show and they can relate to it or they're going through something similar or they've dealt with someone, dealt with a similar situation or possibly approaching it, more than happy for you to, to reach out um, and, 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 and chat about it, right? Like if you're watching the podcast, message us or... I know it's going to sound corny. You can email us at untamed entertainment, the number one at gmail.com. Um, but, uh, so something I deal with, (laughs) I'm dealing with this right now. So I, I, I think P and B, you might know this, but, uh, let's see, I guess it's, I guess it's been about a year and a half now. I lost my dad. So my dad was like my coach growing up and he was like, like the biggest supporter of our family. He worked his ass off for his family. Like I'm telling you work ethic. Like I strive to, to achieve someday. And my dad was the greatest. Right. And I think we all, you know, have that person in your life, whether it's your dad, a friend, an uncle, a, a coworker, whatever that you, you just, you, you really look up to, but my dad passed away. And the sad thing was like, it was expected because he had Alzheimer's. He had that, he had a couple other, you know, Parkinson's, he had like, he just got fucking slapped with everything. A little bit of cancer that like he overcame and stuff like that, like minor, but he got slapped with everything. A guy who worked his ass off like two years into retirement and then shit hits the fan. Like not even two years probably. So basically his last say four or five years of his life that we knew he was diagnosed, like you, you watch your hero deteriorate become someone that you know they don't even know who you are anymore you know and it was still one of the hardest things i've ever dealt with and seeing him hours before he passed was like terrible you know and my fear is i could be that person someday right like i don't know how to prevent it i don't know if you can prevent it i don't think you can prevent it i wish there was a magic pill but seeing what my mom had to go through handling that situation and then seeing the guy that I thought was unbreakable, like break my struggle was I never got to talk to him about it. He wasn't someone who wanted to talk about it. And my fear is like, what if that happens to me? What if that in my, you know, late fifties, early sixties, I get hit with that. And I, I I think about it. Like, I, my my wife worries about it. I got two little kids and she's like, it, it literally triggered us. And I know I'm having a beer right now, so it's kind of contradictory, but like literally triggered us to like literally think about like everything health related. And I was a, like we talked about, I played sports my entire life. I played into college. Like I've always felt healthy and active and whatever. And so was my dad. And that's what scares me. He was the same way. And he was even like smarter in some of the things he did than I did at my age. So dealing with that every day, wondering if I forget something, I'm like, oh, is this a sign? Like, if I don't remember something, is that a sign? Like, you have all these triggers that are now on my mind daily. And I'm saying daily. Like, it's a constant mind F 
on is this a sign? And I'm I'm only okay. If you watch her TikTok today, I'm 34. Okay, I get it. I'm in my mid 30s, trying to make a little light of the conversation. But we'll give you a pass. It does. Thanks, buddy. And, and and it's you know it's still fresh. It's only been a year and a half that he passed away, and I still deal with like that part of it and losing that person that would meant a lot to me. And like that person doesn't get to watch my kids grow up and doesn't watch to see if I become the man he thought I was going to be. But the biggest thing is the fear of like what the future has like, and it goes back to Steve, something you said is, you know, every chance you get to, to prove yourself or be the best person you can be like, take it right. That's the mentality I'm trying to take on right now is one life, you know, I would love to retire tomorrow and, and have the retirement that my dad never got. But obviously I can't do that. Unfortunately, I, I'm trying to find ways to do that. And that might be something we talk about down the road, but you know, it's like, man, how do I maximize my life and my time with my wife and my kids and my friends and family? Like while I'm still here or while I'm still not only here, but like mentally present. And, and the other part, see that really like hits is like, you're right. Like one of the biggest things that you can control is your mindset on things. But what happens when that goes away? What happens to the one thing you can control is taken away from you. And it becomes an uncontrollable. So yeah. You can't worry Fuck. about that. Fuck. Like <laughs> it's, it's odd. It's odd. And this is the reason why I wanted to ju- jump into this is because you guys were making points in relationship in relation to my baseball story that I'm like, holy shit, this is stuff that I'm thinking about on this whole other side of my life. Right. And it's like, like you, you don't know when you're gone. Right. Like, I mean, you, you, oh, you get hit by a bus tomorrow. Right. Or what, something could happen. Like that's true. Snail touches. But, but yeah, I, I know that's possible. That doesn't scare me. I'm not afraid of that. That happens like, well, fuck me. Right. It's what I know could possibly happen. And it's that mind F of like, would you like to know the date, the time, whatever that you pass away? Hell no. <laughs> no. And then you live yeah. your life up to that point. Or would you rather just know how you die? I don't want to know either. No, but, but, that... but think about that. But think about that. Like if I knew that I, I, and this is for me, so so it's a little different. If I knew that I was going, if I had the option of choosing one or the other, I'm not sure which one I would choose. Because if I choose how I die, then I might know if I it was to Alzheimer's. But if I choose when, I might say, "Oh, I lived to 80, but is my last five years of my life, I'm 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 not present. And that's not living. That's almost. I mean, if you if you view it that way." I can I can see what you're saying, um, but you basically just change your time of death to five years earlier. Well, and that and saying? I say that because that's about the time that it when we were officially knew my dad had it to when he actually passed away. Like I saw some signs before, like something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And some people live longer, right? Some people live yeah. longer. You know, they could live ten years diagnosed, and like they just have a lesser version of it, and it is what it is, and they're functional for longer than maybe my dad was or less than I was. He was. Um, yeah, I think it varies case by case. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So like, that's the minor for me. If I was proposed that question, 
I used to think the other, like the other side of it. Just let me know the date, time, the hour, so I can live my entire effing life how I want up until that point. But now I'm kind of like, oh shit, if I can know if I pass away from this, like kind of would like to know, <laughs> like, you know, so yeah, it's, well, it's weird. It's a weird, it's a tough one, bug, right? Yeah. It was coming with the tough questions, but I, when you mentioned when you said that first, I was actually leaning the other way. So if I know, I know we talked about this previous episodes a little bit, like, I mean, even this snail, like. You're always looking over your shoulder. If you know how you die, and you're like, hey, I die this way. Mm. You know, you might be like, oh, hey, guys, I uh, I can't go skydiving or I can't jump off a high dive or whatever, you know, because like, I might fucking die. This might be my time. But if you know when or whatever, I don't know if you can choose or I guess how the question was specified, but, you know, you're going to die regardless, right? If yeah. you knew, like, you're like, hey, I'm going to die at 55 and you knew that you would do everything you possibly could to live your life to the fullest until you were 55 and i don't think there would be any fear or anything in your mind yeah i think it would just be pure drive at least for me in my current state of mind and if if i knew like how like you don't know when it could be two years it could be 20 years like the same as now and maybe you maybe you could put it away and you're like, I don't want to think about it. But right. I think it would constantly be there if you knew for a fact that's how you died. I think it would always be on your mind. Like you're saying, mm -hmm. like the like the Alzheimer's like is in your mind, right? You're like, hey, I could get it, you know? And um, like that, that I feel like that kind of stuff can really hold you back. But if you knew like, hey, 55, yeah, it's young, but fuck. Am I, if I'm not going to bust my ass and do every single thing I want to do when for the next 20, 25 years, you're fucking dead wrong out of your goddamn mind. You know, you're guaranteed yeah. you wouldn't be serving, you know, and hanging out at McDonald's or, you know, sitting in your buddy's basement fucking just smoking weed all day, not giving a fuck. You'd be like, fuck, I'm getting going right now. Mm -hmm. that would just change the mindset of like what you're doing. I mean, we've all had those moments. I guarantee we all have. We're just sitting on the couch, sit on your phone, and it's just like, like, what am I doing? I, I could be doing this, this, and this. Or you have something weighing on your mind that you're not really prepared to do, but you're doing something else as a distraction. Yeah. It's like, just, just get up and do it. And not to be unsympathetic to the point you're trying to make, but because I, I, can, I can tell what you're, what you're saying, and mm -hmm. especially your story kind of ties into it. Um, but if it's like a, know the exact date that you're going to die or know what you die from, it's, it's, I almost view it the same way because if you know what you die from, you're going to hyper-focus on, you know, wh how long you have when you're diagnosed with this and then when you end up dying from it. So that, that becomes your death date that you're going to focus on you know, the beginning of Alzheimer's signs. And so that's, that's your date. And then every day after that, you're just like, okay, um, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet until it happens, but it changes the way that you live your life. If you just take that at face value and apply that from day one, then there, there should be no regrets. Yeah. And I think the only reason that I've, question like 
I was always know the time and date kind of person. And I think the only reason I question that is because there's a point, you know, it could be very different how it hits you. Like we were saying, like how that disease hits you. But I think for me is like, I could have it for five years, for 10 years, whatever. There's a point where you're not living like, you know, so like when that point hits me, I don't know anymore. And, I, and I'm I'm saying this as if I if I fingers crossed I don't I don't have to go down this path right like I I would by the way I would not wish that disease on my worst enemy like it is terrible but the point being is say say I'm 60 and they're like ah, here's the news right and there's other disease I know cancer's an ass like there's so many things out there that are just like absolute terrible right. And I think with this, the reason it got me thinking about it differently is the only reason is 61. I, I could like lose a lot of what I, who I was and what I know. And, you know, I had conversations where my dad was talking to his brother and I, it was me sitting there. Right. So like you start to have those moments and it's like, wow, this really sucks, you know? <sighs> and if that becomes me, at what point am I no longer me? If that makes sense. Like, I'm not making the same jokes I used to. I'm not able to have the same conversations with the people I love like I used to. And to me, I'm not saying you're dead at that point because obviously you're still there. And like we took care of my dad for years, you know, in that state. Um, but, you know, that date of when I do pass away, like, is not the same in my mind as someone that may not have that unfortunate situation. Right. And, you know, you, you know, you get to a point where, you, you know, you. Yeah, it's just it's just tough, man. It's tough. It, it really changed my thought process. And I'm still not 100 percent sure because I get your point, P, and I don't disagree with that. It's 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 kind of the mind F, you know, and if you had to answer that question, you know, you know, 10 years ago, I would have 100 percent. been, oh, just give me the date and time and I'll live my fucking life like to the max and be the greatest person I can be to other people and leave like a legacy behind the people thought I was like caring and giving and, and a family man and whatever, you know, I still want to do that. How you but want it, to it, be remembered. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, I think, I think that's what's weighing on your mind a lot. You know, that is, you know, is this how they're going to remember me is when I've, you know, lost it and I can't remember my jokes aren't landing and, you know, whatnot, like if, if, yeah, if you're, if you're like, Hey, well, I want to be remembered a certain way. And cause I feel like that's a lot of what life is, is like leaving your mark or, you know, things you accomplish. And, you know, I, I don't know if I don't, I, I guess that that's a, can I just say that's a fucking tough situation? Um, also my, you know, my grandma has Alzheimer's. She got diagnosed uh, a while ago. It's slowly going, but it's it's vicious, and you can tell. You know, I mean, she still knows me. Like the long term memory stays, but like the short term memory is shot a lot. Like you have conversations, I'll go down and see her. Uh, I'm like when she comes and stays at my dad's, <clears throat> I'll go visit, and we'll have conversations, and I'll go over the next day, and we'll have the exact same conversations. And you know, it, it is tough, man. I I can see it and, you know, same thing, Bug. Uh, you know, my dad, he's a big dude. 
you know, and he's always been such a role model in my life, always been there, always, fuck, you know, tough dude, like just, you know, it, it, life hits and he hits fucking hard back and he's, yeah, and, uh, you know, and it, it has crossed my mind a few times, like, what if he got it, you know, and my grandma's, I, I think she's 80, right around there, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know when, I guess you can't really choose like you're saying, but like it, it's crossed my mind. Like if he got it, like it would be really, really tough. And you know, it does make you kind of sit back and look and kind of cherish different moments and think of them and look at them different. But you know, like it is there and it's hard not to like think about it. And, and it, it's probably not on your, you know, your mind like every second, but it, I'm, I'm sure it comes in and out like, comes in and on my mind i'm like fuck especially when shit gets brought up and you're like jesus it's it's a thing and it could be you know my thing you know who knows um also they uh they relate a lot of this cancer and alzheimer's to sugar by the way but we'll touch on that here in a bit but uh a a weird way just like to i don't know let's say that that moment does happen and you find that news out that Big Rob's been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. I don't know. I just maybe just reassure him all the time that this this is the person that I know. This is how I'm gonna remember you, and maybe even keep like a journal and let him know this is this is this is my dad. This is how I remember you, so that he doesn't doesn't lose it. And because I mean, I know how your dad is, and I know that he wouldn't want to be remembered in the you know his last struggling moments i mean nobody wants to be remembered in those that's that's not who they were just remember me for who i was and who i built my whole life being that's i work my life off my my whole life for this like don't don't remember me my weakest moments remember me my strongest moments and thank you for being there in my weakest moments because yeah. I needed you. Yeah, that's that's actually a really good point. I, I think that's what I would do. I mean, you know, especially, you know, now that I actually think about it, if that did happen, yeah, I think that's something you'd have to do just to reassure them. Because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I mean, you think about anything. Like, you're going to remember the good times. You're not going to remember, all, you know, any tough times or anything like that. You're going to be like, no, like, remember this story or, you know, remember this happened or whatever. Like you just remember all the great shit and why they are, you know, like a hero to you or whatever, like, or a big part of your life or whatever, you know, these person people may be. And as tough as it is, is like, you're going to remember so many of the good times. You're not going to remember, you know, tough shit and like all, you know, all this stuff. And I, and I know it's easier said than done. And you're, you're like, fuck, you know, going through it's going to be rough and you know i my heart fucking feels for you man it's uh definitely a tough one and you know you're strong for for uh you know pushing through that man and you're strong for bringing it up dude i, I wasn't expecting that i would have told you to stick to baseball but <laughs> yeah, it's, bringing it's, it up. i think but well, we got to look at the Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say uh, something to think about is is you could 
you could say that that's what you're going to do and that's how you're going to remember them. But until you see that person in that deteriorated state, you don't know. Because it took years for me to not see my brother laying in a hospital bed on a breathing machine as my only fucking view of him. Yeah. That was the last thing I saw. That's the last thing that it took a very long time to see past that. So even though, you know, I can look back now and see all those good moments and remember those good things in the time that it was from the time that it happened to breed, you know, a couple years later that, I mean, that's how I, that's the only way I remembered him in it almost, you know, I remembered certain things, but, and so, yeah, you could, you can always say that that's how you're going to react, but you know, Mike Tyson's, you get until you get punched in the mouth. That (laughs) is the ultimate punch in the fucking mouth. Seeing that person that you look up to in that way or in, you know, another way, uh, another person that you look up to, not necessarily dad, but a, a older brother, whatever that person is, see him in that state that you never thought that you would see him in. Yeah. And yeah. you have no idea how you're going to react and what that is going to do to you and how that's going to change you because it will change you. It'll it will change your, it has. Set, <laughs> your viewpoints. It will hey, make look. you. Well, it'll, it'll make you change your decisions on certain things. You know, like uh, my my sister-in-law, Shalei, she she died of cancer as well. And when she was on her death, you know, I mean, it was happening that day. Everybody was going to see her, and I just went, you know what? I remember Shalei a certain way. The only way that I'm going to fucking remember her is that way. I'm not going to go see her at... 70 pounds bald on a breathing machine. No way. I can't, I can't see another person that way for that long again. And then that turns into regret, right? So you, you turn that into regret that, no man, I didn't see her. uh, And that's just a, a balance of life, right? Is, is now if it happens again, how would I respond? And and that is fear, right? Yeah, exactly. That's a million dollar question. Like, what do you do? Yeah. You know, like, how do you react? And that's that's and real fear. There, I don't. Shitty as it is, like, there's not really any, you know, way you're gonna know how you're gonna react. And you know, I can say all these things, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this. But when I say yeah. that, the only reason, like, I say that in my mind is like almost like prepare myself, like. If you're going to go into a fight or a game, you're going to practice. You're going to prepare a little bit, right? So at least you can maybe think the best way you can to, like, you know, handle it or react the best way you can. And, you know, I know that it's not going to be the same or anything in my life for that fact. Like, I can say all I want and be like, hey, I'm going to do this with, you know, my kid on the way and, you know, all this stuff. And I know that. I know things are going to be different. I understand that. I I just do it so I can prepare myself and like consciously think about some shit like, Hey, you need, you need to try to do this or, you know, you need to 
think of it this way or try to at least. So when it hits you, it's not as harsh or, you know, you're able to handle a little bit better. Some of the best preparation is taking advice and listening to stories from people who've been through it because you can prepare yourself on how you would think you'd react to a situation. But when you actually listen to stories and like feel the emotion, like behind what bug story, what bug was saying, I felt it. And that alone, just that little, that little moment you can, better prepare yourself for it because I've, I mean, my heart goes out to you guys. I haven't had to go through a loss like that. And so I can sit here and kind of, you know, game film. But when that happens and that, that other team comes out and they're, you know, way more prepared and faster and stronger than I thought they were. Yeah. I'm not prepared. And then until it happens to you, you're not, gonna know that moment until it happens to you and that's a huge lesson on life like you you feel like you're ready for it you feel like you're you know prepared all the time until it happens it's it's not even gonna compare to the real thing and so i mean for you guys to even come here and talk about that 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 speaks volumes it means you've you've had that whole journey that I haven't had to go through that have it happen, the memories, the time, the healing, the, I mean, healing is a loose term because you're constantly going to be reminded of it your whole life, but to accept and deal with it. I mean, yeah. And, and that's one of the biggest obstacles you can run into in life and trying to overcome that. And just speaking about that is huge. And, you know, that definitely means that you've, processed a lot of it and you know maybe not all of it and maybe it never will but you've processed and you know enough to share and and to to be okay and you know like get through the moment and talk about it and it's always good to talk about shit because you might hear other people's stories or you know I'm, i'm sure this might even be liberating right now actually you know like throwing it out there and um i actually had a question you know same thing, you know, pertains to the same thing. So my question was, so like pertaining to the fear, right? Did you might get it because you saw all this stuff with, you know, your dad go through it and that's heartbreaking and miserable. And, you know, wouldn't wish that on anyone, but yeah. So my question with the fear is like, so do you want to be remembered a certain way? Like, are you fearful that, you know, your wife, won't look at you the same or that you won't have enough experiences with her or like that your kids, you know, like saw you too early doing that and, you know, send it back. I mean, I know this is digging into deep. <laughs> no, no, you're and, good. You're uh, good. You know, you're good. I don't want to push too much, I'm, but like, I'm, you know, is my curiosity just, you know, reaching this peak right now with, with everything. Yeah. I, I think the, the, when you see someone that you feel is so strong, like hit that level and Steve, to your point, like, you know, my, like, I know my dad probably didn't want me to see him on his last day. Right. Like in the state that he was because exactly what you said. Um, and 
you know, you want to be remembered. Like when I was 18, my, my, his, his mom passed away, my grandma. And I kind of knew something was going on. I'm like, why are they at like this hour of the night going to see my grandma? I know she's in the hospital. And I'm like, oh, it hit me. I was like, I want to go with you guys. I'm like, you, you're not gonna, we're not gonna allow you to go. Like this is, they were, I was still too young and they're like, we want you to remember your grandma the way that you remember your grandma. I was like, okay. Like, and then I struggled. Like I, I was kind of pissed. I was like, I want to say my goodbyes. And, and I wasn't ready for that. And at 30, what was I? 32, 31, 31, 32, whatever, you know, it was still hard, you know, like to see my dad at that spot. And, and I, you know, not to tug at things a little bit, but like I was having my last conversation with him and, you know, a little tear came out and I was like from him. And I was like, I think he, I think he knows. I think he knows who I am at this moment. And, you know, we're accepting like this state, you know, so I think it's very tough, but you, it's, you're never ready for it. And, and you never, I had four years to plan for it and I, I still wasn't ready for it. Right. Um, but to think about where I could go in my life, right. And what I could do for my kids and my wife and my family, if anything, it makes me want to be just like one, it's a very hard, like ladder to climb to, to be where my dad was at and like what he did. But at the same time, I know that if I'm not trying to be the best I can every day, then what am I really doing? You know, like Mm -hmm. life is precious. You know, it's, it's like, there's so many like cliches that come into my mind. It's like, shit, this kind of, this stuff's kind of true, you know? And I could like, and like you said, Brad, like, okay, am I having too much sugar? What can I do to reduce this risk? Or maybe, maybe someone told me it's going to happen. But if you do X, Y, Z, instead of hit, hitting you at 60, it'll hit you at 80. Bet your ass I'm doing that. The bummer is, the fear is, I don't know all that. I know some of it, but I don't really know if I have one less beer, one less soda, or I run one more mile, it's going to add a life or take a life away, or uh, sorry, add a year or take a year away, or whatever the case may be. So, and I'm still going through this, so don't get me wrong. I'm not, I don't have all the answers. I... I do highly encourage anybody listening to this. I'm more than happy to talk to you about it. If you're going through anything similar and Brad, I know you are too um, going through something similar, but I could literally drive myself insane wondering if this choice is going to affect that. And that choice is going to affect this. If it's going to help, if it's going to hurt and you could drive yourself insane doing that. And I'm not there yet, but my path to overcoming that fear is knowing I still want to be happy. I still want to enjoy my life within reason. Like, I don't need to, you know, kill myself trying to work out and eat everything that's perfect for me, like every day. Like, I want to enjoy some of the simpler things in life, but I'm not going to go overboard. I'm not going to think I'm invincible. I'm not going to think that. You know, shit doesn't affect me, right? Like I'm not, I'm not 15 anymore, 20 years old anymore. Like 
you can kind of feel the creaks and the the aches and the things you do something you haven't done in a while. It's like, oh man, I'm sore and I'm not used to that. Like, I know I'm getting older, but I'm struggling to acknowledge that. I'm getting there. I'm talking to a therapist. I do that kind of thing. I, I talk to you guys. I talk to, I mean, this is a, I literally was having this conversation. Uh, I know I missed two weeks ago. I was in Mexico. Literally had this conversation with my wife. Like, this is therapeutic for me. Like this podcast, you know, well, and we could be, and we could be talking about the greatest athletes of all time, but yeah, like, right. and not talk about real issues. It's still therapeutic. So on so, that note, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead if, if you need to finish. Up. No, all I was, was going to say was, uh, so I, I think it's the reason I wanted to talk about this because, like, I'm not going to lie, I've been choking up here and there, but it's like, it's okay to like be real about what's affecting you. Yeah, you know, and I know I'm not. You know, the, 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 the appearance of that grizzly, like man's man, right? Like, I know I'm not, you know, we joke, I can't grow facially, you know, like big you look beard. at like, yeah, big beard, like <laughs> We're not all you know, Steve. tall, big <laughs> muscles, all this kind of stuff. Like, God I know I'm not Steve. a man's man by, by definition, but it's okay to like have vulnerabilities and it's okay to be weak and it's okay to like be sad, you know, and it's okay to lean on people. You know, you don't have to do life yourself. Life is not a journey that you take by yourself. You may not get married. You may not have kids. You may not do any of that, but you have friends. You have family. Maybe you lost all your family, but you have people in your life that are supposed to take you through this journey with you. And your ups, you know, maybe they're down times and you lean on each other at that. And I think that's my biggest thing that I'm trying to like, you know, I practice this thing, or, or I'm sorry, I preach a lot of this stuff and I need to really practice it myself. And that was one of my biggest struggles is I was preaching a whole lot of shit. I wasn't practicing it. And and that's where I'm at right now. And my mentality is I really need to practice what I'm preaching. So on a very small scale, I mean, it's definitely not comparable to your situation, but I have been dealing with a, a very similar, and it was weird that it came across to me that I'm almost in a mourning state is that I just found out that my dad is moving away. And I have a very small family. I have, I mean, there, it's only my dad, my grandma, and my aunt. Those are the only family that's around me. Other than that, I don't have any family. But my dad is, a, I mean, it's my dad. He's the one who's been there for me. He's, he's the one that I look up to. Like, very highly. He's always there for me and they kind of dropped this news on me a couple weeks ago like two weeks ago and he's helped me through all the stuff that i've been through that i was talking about earlier and in his own little weird way he's just uh he's very much like me so i can relate to him and he's the only other like guy in my family so when i found this news out I instantly started doing the same thing. Like, well, what could I have done differently? Like, am I wasting my time now? And then as time passes by, like this last weekend, I went over to his house because I made it a point, you know, to spend more time with him before he goes and leaves. And he's only moving like seven hours away. And it's, I felt very pathetic for, viewing it as like a 
like a I'm mourning it, but I'm just like it's it's tearing me up. And so I'm spending more time with him, and then I go to his house and I see the boxes, and I'm helping him pack stuff up, and it's just becoming very real. So I have I have this you know time to spend with him, but now it's all more like a shoving him out the door type of type of thing, helping him helping him leave my life. So, but when he's, when he's gone and over, you know, just seven hours away, it's, it's going to feel very, very vulnerable. Like I don't, I don't have that guy I can, you know, just shoot over to his house. And if I have a question, he's always available on the phone. And that's where I feel very, you know, foolish, especially listening to your story you've had time to prepare for it and then you had a final goodbye. And that is way bigger than what I'm dealing with. And the way that you're handling it is, you know, it's admirable. And the way I'm dealing with it compared to, I thought I never thought I was going to have to deal with this little situation. And the way I'm dealing with it is, is very hard to me because it's tearing me up. Can I just because he's going away. That's it. Can I can I comment on that actually? Yeah, if please, you don't mind, because I'd, I'd like some insight. Well, so so here's the thing, and I and I get we're talking very different situ- situations, but one thing I've learned is like, and 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 this is speaking from experience, is you don't need to downplay what you're going through, that it's not valid, right? You know, and, 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 and I'm, I'm going to say this because I could see like if we were this massive podcast and people listen, you're talking about someone who lost their dad and someone who's moving away, but still in your life. I get it. They're, they're different and, and we don't have to discount that, but that doesn't mean that you're not allowed to have feelings that you're not allowed to have, you know, thoughts on it. And I think that, you know, everybody goes through a situation and handles it differently. There's people that probably gone through a very similar situation to me and had, had, have handled it way better. The people have probably handled it way worse. Like, I don't know, but like I used to do this where I thought, well, man, there's someone out there that has it worse than me. Like I shouldn't complain. I shouldn't complain. I think it's okay. Like regardless of what hits you, let it hit you and let you like learn from that. Right. Let it hopefully on the other side make you stronger. And that's what I'm hoping happens to me. And I feel like, you know, that's the path I'm hoping to go down. Right. But just because, like, you know, your situation's different, you're still allowed to have your feelings. You know, don't, don't say you're not like, oh, it's not that. Don't, don't discount it. Don't say it's not that big a deal. Like, you know, pain, sadness, suffering, you know, disappointment that comes in all shapes and sizes. So to me, absorb that. Like, like I can't say like, you know, it's going to be amazing on the other side and, you know, him living seven hours away is going to be a blessing like by any means, but like, cause I don't, I don't know that, but it's okay to be mad, sad, frustrated, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I guess the, the point being, and, I, and I'll throw it back to you guys is, you know, don't discount your feelings. Don't, don't say because it's not the same as what I'm going through that you're not allowed to have the same feelings of bigger or smaller or anywhere in between. You know, it's, it's okay to feel what you feel, man. It's a hundred percent. Okay. To feel what you feel. 
No one can tell well, you otherwise. Yeah, and because like I, I've talked to my my wife about exactly what's going on, and like in the moment, it's so raw. I'm just telling her exactly how I feel about the whole situation and whatnot, and then I hear a story like yours, and it almost kind of discounts mine. But I need to to just realize that yeah, I still felt those feelings, and I still do feel those feelings, and then. I'm going to have to, you know, be up front with him and let him know about him. That's for damn sure. Because one of the biggest things that came up was I felt like I I had been selfish in my life and just trying to deal with my own situation over and over and over to the point where I finally have gotten myself to where I'm back to living life and not worrying and not stressing and at a very happy place in my life. And that's where I would love to, for him to spend time with me in my life because I'm available, emotionally available and just ready to do that. And then that news hit and it was just like a damn, like I finally got here and you're moving on and this is the version of me that I would like to have spent time with you. And so I, I have regret immediately of just like, why couldn't I have gotten there earlier so that I could have spent more time with you? Because now the time that we're going to be able to spend is just going to be visits, not not just like a, you know, father-son type of, you know, come over and do this with me, come over and do this, so I'll help you with this. Now it's going to be like a a weekend, if that, like let's go visit. And it, it it's a hard concept for me to grasp because I've never had to do that with him. He's been the like the one constant in my life that has that has been there, and I haven't had to do that with. And now I'm gonna have to switch gears. That I'm that I've kind of got myself you know mentally in a right position to now have to deal with. Uh, the other the other guy the only other you know my father the guy i look up to now i have to the guy. yeah the guy now i have to <clears throat> view you as like a person i see every you know four or five times a year it, it, it's just weird and i i honestly i don't know how to approach it and i i'm still struggling with it because like he just told me today that his household and i'm like fuck oh, well. It's getting closer. It's getting closer. Like it's happening, and kind of like you said, until that day happens. I, I mean, obviously smaller scale, but it's still that same, that same mentality for me. It's like once it's once you know he's loaded up and he's gone, then it turns into a completely different relationship, and a relationship that I don't know exactly how to prepare for. And I'm going to miss the old relationship and regret that I didn't make more of it. So, So, I mean, you could, you could view it that way as in a, uh, negative, uh, I guess regret a negative, not necessarily, I mean, negative, but, but viewing just as, uh regret and 
living in the the past, right? Or just hearing the way that that you say it and and being through uh like you said, you know, there's you haven't suffered a a, a great, you know, a, a loss in your family. <clears throat> now, if if you look at it as I regret this, I regret this. The times you do get to see your dad, like spend that time with him, you could either be bummed out that it's only for a period of time, or you can take each time as an opportunity to continue that bond on an even stronger level. Because now you have those opportunities, yeah, they'll be less, but in a way they you could make them mean more. Yeah. Right? It's more dedicated to them. It's more of viewing this as, as, yeah, he prepared you to face this challenge. Now you have the opportunity to see him still. Right? Just not as often. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure Bug is is like me in that the only time I talk to my brother now is when I'm drunk in the garage. <laughs> right. You know? yeah. So yeah. that's you could either talk to the ceiling or you could talk to him. So and, you have to view that as an opportunity still. And and I and I'll say this because it's it's funny you say that and 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 I'd never make light of like, you know, feeling like your life is being turned up. Like whenever you have something constant, consistent, it's part of you. Like my, my wife is like a big, like change for my wife is like crazy. Like so hard for her. Um, And within the last two months, we both started new jobs and like even switching jobs, like is like, she's, it's her first, like first job change in like 10 plus years. But the the crazy thing is my big thing with my dad was like golf. Like mm-hmm. sometimes we didn't like always like talk. Like we were, we would like play catch. We would be involved in sports. We'd go to a, a Cardinal game here in St. Louis. We do stuff like, like it wasn't always like sometimes it was, but it wasn't always like we have to have these in-depth conversations. Just being together was like good. We'd play golf. We'd catch up. We'd do those things. And And honestly, one of my biggest regrets is not doing that more. Right. Um, because in my head, I'm like, I could have done more. But the funny thing is, I just played my first round of golf since my dad passed like a month or so ago, like give or take. And I was, cause I, cause one of the last things I did with him was play golf before he like couldn't function like physically. And even our last round together was very hard for him. Like he, he could barely get nine holes in and, you know, but it is one of those things. I was like, I didn't care. I didn't care that I had to let four groups play through us. I was like, we're just out here playing golf or what our version is of it today. And after that, it, it was literally for a year and a half. I, I, I didn't pick up a club like, and that's something I did all the time. Like I love doing it with my buddies, my dad, whatever. And I finally went out with one of my best buddies. Um, kind of like, I know it sounds so sad, but I was like, kind of like nervous about it. I was like, one, I haven't played in forever. And I was always pretty good. 
So am I going to be good anymore? But then two, like Allegedly. I haven't played since <laughs> two, I haven't played since my dad passed away. Like, and it was pretty therapeutic. Like it sucked at parts. Cause I'm like, I wish I could do this with my dad for another, you know, 20, 30 years, you know, but I can't, but I can at least do that and, and, and think he's there with me. Like to your point, like, you know, you're in the garage having a beer, talking to your brother. I go pick up a club and, and, and go hit the links. And, you know, I, I would actually, I haven't yet, but I, I'm actually more apt to like be down to go play by myself. And just like think we're playing around together, kind of thing. I know it sounds maybe corny to some people, and that's fine. You can judge that. Know. Like I totally I get know. like some of that, but um, like you said, Steve, like sitting in a cart. Like by the way, I, I I I truly do think about my dad every day. Like there's multiple times throughout my day that I think about him, that I wish he could give me advice on something wish he could tell me that I'm doing something wrong so I can be better. Right. Cause he was very good at like noticing different alternatives to, to ways you did things, but just getting out and playing golf that one time, like I realized I need to do that more because it's very therapeutic, not just like for the selfish reason of you getting, getting away, you're playing golf. And if you like golf, getting away and playing golf is freaking amazing yeah. day, afternoon, morning, whatever. True. But it's yeah, I think best. it's, yeah, it's a great way to, you know, have something, um, and I'm looking forward to my son's still a little young to have a real game of catch with my, my son, super corny as well. Stereotypical, but just like, I did that so much with my dad, like so much. And, um, you know, my, my version of trying to overcome kind of going back and tying this all in is I can live with that fear. I can, I can live with it and I'm still living with it. I'm, I'm taking steps to overcome that and realizing that control what you can control, man, like still live your life, but control what you can control. The other side of it is like, what am I going to do with my son and my daughter to make sure that they have the best memory of me to Steve, to your point, I want them to remember me for what I feel like I am. And right now I'm not quite who I think I am. Like I have, some shit going on like i'm still kind of working through some of that cloud right in my head um but i'm slowly yeah i'm I'm slowly getting there and i want my wife my and who knows i could live to be 110 like i could just be like building this all up and it's nothing but i gotta be kind of conscious of like what could happen and i just want to like each day get a little better one percent better so that my wife my kids have a better memory of me or more of a memory of me of being that better person. And if I can be a, even 1% better each day at the, over the course of a year, a decade, whatever, whatever time I have left, that's just more I can put into their memory bank and their experiences with me. So that's what I'm trying to use to crush my fear of what I could become because you know, unless someone knocks on my door tomorrow and says, Hey, if you do this, it'll completely erase any risk of anything. Probably not going to happen. Let's be honest. So like, I'm just trying to, trying to do those things that, that makes the memories and the the vision of who I am and who I want to be better. Yeah, man. Nailed it, bug. No, as always, you know, so in your situation there, bug, 
the opposite of fear for you uh, would be love. The more yep. love you spread into your family and that you feel with your family, the less fear you'll ultimately have of that situation happening. Yeah, I think so. I do. I really do. I think you nailed it. Yeah. Fear, love. Um, also, um, gratitude, I think, conquers a lot. Conquers a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. Just being grateful to walk around, to be able to see, you know, you have all your fingers and your feet and, you know, you can get in your car, go to work. I mean, just be grateful for those things that, you know, that it's sunny or snowy or whatever, that you have people around in your life still, or, you know, the people that you have around you, or, you know, you guys that were able to do this podcast or, you know, just a lot of things actually. Like just being grateful so crazy and it's something, you know, I try to get better. I need to get better at, but you know, I think that goes hand in hand with what you're saying, Steve, about love, like just being grateful and spreading it to everyone. Yeah. yeah. It's easy to take for granted though. It is when you're taking it for granted. It is. And when you look at all that we have access to nowadays, and this is going to be like me being an old man, you know, you think of like technology and gaming and politics and religion and, you know, going to work and dealing with the family and having struggles. There's so much that we get exposed to and that we deal with every day. It, it is. It's so easy to take for granted all of that shit and, and overlook the times you have to like be grateful. And I think, and, and my, my biggest thing, my takeaway, and I've said this a couple of times, like whoever listens to this, like maybe you're not struggling with this, but if you're struggling with anything, like it's okay to talk to someone, it's okay to like seek help and be vulnerable. Like that was my biggest thing. Like the first, I I keep trying to put a timestamp on it was like four or five years that, that from actual diagnosis to my dad's passing, like because I think he didn't want to talk about it. One, he knew that there was a point where he just wouldn't remember, right? He just wouldn't know that he has what he has. But I think he just, he wanted to remember himself or who he was up until the point he, he didn't. And he wanted others to do the same. But I think that the, the one thing that I did was I just pretended everything was status quo for a while. I didn't really like face it. And I think that probably set me back a little bit in my like progression in like kind of over not overcoming it's not the right word it's uh like acceptance and like the stages you go through and all that kind of stuff but but literally anybody out there and i i hope people see us for like being honest and true and like real here but like between you three i'm pointing to my screen here but like i've gotten a lot of good feedback from each of you tonight and just like things that you've said you've all three of you have said things that have helped so i want you to know that like from the bottom of my heart, but people out there that do listen to this, like reach out to us. Like, honestly, like the point of this podcast is to help people and to, to, to make it known that it's okay to be weak. Sometimes we're like, not okay. And like, how do you overcome that? Right. We want to motivate, inspire and help. So I I feel like we do that pretty consistently. And, and that's amazing in itself, really. Yes. I mean, 
you know, not you know, not tooting a horn, but if, if people do listen to this and it reaches a lot, I bet you there's a lot of people who can relate, at least to one of us, if not all of us, at one point or another. And you can learn a lot of stuff from other people's mistakes or what they've been through and how they've, I mean, maybe not even learn, I mean, I guess learn, but you might even just open up your eyes, you know, to something like, like, hey, well, I, I, I'm going through that, but I didn't even think that way, you know? Like I was thinking a totally different direction and then, you know, one of us said something and it just completely opened up their eyes and that's truly amazing in itself, really. Just even ex- extended all branch, like if it's it's not one of us directly that it's affecting, we all know plenty of people and we've all been a part of plenty of people's stories, recoveries, situations. We've we've all helped people get through times. So we can relate in a sense, even though it's not directly, we still have empathy for that situation and have our input from an outside view. Yeah, man. I I do got, you know, a couple quick questions. Um so with you know, I I guess we kind of been wrapping it up or tying it together, so to speak, with fear, maybe a little doubt in there. On, you know, achieving goals or, you know, just moving on in life or overcoming some stuff. And so with all of that, like fear, doubt and stuff through, through I guess through bug through your experiences on, on all of this, or I guess all of us really, but with, with fear and stuff, with all of this stuff, has it taught you or, or push you to, you put that behind me like, Hey, if I got to live it up to my fullest or, you know, is it going to hold me back? Or, I mean, I know it's a work in progress, of course, but like, is it pushing you to be more like, Hey, I, I got, I got to do this. I got to do everything I can now before. I mean, does that fear push you, I guess, to be like, Hey, I, I got to do everything now just in case I get it. Or, you know, do everything you can. Like a sense of urgency, so to speak. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's a good question, and and I'll I'll try to I'll simplify this right. So think back when like you were in any kind of schooling, like grade school, high school, college, whatever, and you had a project due or a paper due, right? And you know, there's the times I've been there on both ends of the spectrum where I got it done, and I'm like, this is great. Like I got weeks to just chill and I don't have to worry about it. It is what it is. And there's other times where I'm like fucking 11th hour. Like I got to get this shit done or I'm screwed. Right. And if I look at what made me feel better, it was definitely the first one where I got it done ahead of time. And, and and you tie that to your question, right? Is I don't want to be afraid. I can't avoid it, but I don't want to be afraid. Okay. I really don't like in a perfect world. I'm not afraid. I'm just living my life. But I think that fear sometimes motivates you to be a better person, to to make sure you're getting your shit done and you're taking care of those around you along with yourself. I think the biggest thing that, that I've learned in my life with a lot of this stuff is I was so worried about taking care of everybody else that I never took care of myself. I was worried about my mom. I was worried about my 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 sib my my sister my my cousins my aunts and uncles my wife my kids I'm like, what about you? 
Like you can't be your, and we talked about this. I was not my best me for them because I wasn't my best me at that time. So I, in my own way, I wasn't the, I was detrimenting them by not being my best me. Focusing sounds selfish. Focus on yourself, be your best you. So you can then be the best you for other people. And maybe I'm, 100%. if I'm not answering your question, I apologize. But basically that fear has motivated me to be like, look, like I said before, I'm not going to like cut out every sweet, like I'm not, I'm still going to have a soda here and there, beer. I'm still going to do this. I'm not going to kill myself trying to be working out and eating like a freaking like Olympic athlete. I'm still going to have my things that make me happy in the short term, but I'm still going to make changes to be better for myself in the long term. Right. As best as I can, as best as I can control, as best as I can stand. So that fear does motivate you, but I don't want it to own you. It shouldn't control you. It should motivate you. If, if you did, you did get there. I was wondering if you're going to make it around to that. You, you did get <laughs> it, there. It takes me some time. I, I blabber for a while, guys. Nah, you, nah. you know me, but oh yeah, it it, sh- it, sh- it should motivate you, not control you. Exactly. That's, that's the that's the end all. Yeah. Because even if you ate perfect and found all this stuff, you can still get in a car crash, and or yeah. you know something else could happen. You're focused so much on this that this could happen. So you know you got to just do the best you can and live it up and still enjoy yourself, and also you know, control what you can control. You can't control. I mean, like you're saying, you might be able to tone it down a little bit and do some things that'll help, but you can't control everything. So control, what you can control. So, you know, like things are going to happen to you in your life and shit's going to suck ass. But what do you do? I mean, the only way in my mind, and it, and it takes a while to, Try to even train your brain or your subconscious to like, hey, don't don't think that. Like it takes a minute, but you know, I, I feel like I'm in a decent spot where my mind I'm like, okay, that sucks. What are we gonna do now? What do I have to do to move forward or to make it better or make my situation better? Like I can't do anything about what just happened. And yes, it sucks ass. And you know, it might take a day or a week, but like you know, and you might soak in the moment and you got to like process it, but you have to move forward always in life and even the shitty stuff and all the stuff we're talking about and, you know, fear of, you know, anything really. But if you just say, Hey, okay, that sucks. And let's deal with it and look yourself in the mirror in the eyes and tell yourself, you love your fucking self and you know, you're going to make it and we're going to move forward and we're going to the best we fucking can. And, we're going to make it out on the other side and we're going to do great things. And then you say, okay, how are we going to do great things? And you just keep going on. And I feel like that almost alleviates a lot of different things. You know, that all that, all that shitty stuff, like, okay, that, that just made you so much stronger for the road ahead. And, you know, when this door closes, another one opens. It just, I feel like everything we go through in our life just makes you so much tougher. So if you go through a bunch of fucking tough shit here down the road, you're going to be so tough, you know? You talk about control and controllables. I mean, fear is just an idea. It's something you make up in your head. So how is that not a controllable? Like, can you learn to control that? 
and then not have that fear, you can talk yourself out of a fear. And it's usually just overcoming that fear. And then it's not a fear anymore. So, I mean, in yeah. a controllable sense, how is fear not controllable? I think, I, mean, I think it's, I think it's, uh, this, this was my thing right here. This is like my idea of balance. balance? Right? Yeah. I thought those were your saying about, <clears throat> and, and I think, I think to your point, P, cause that's a good, that's a good point. And I think it's, there's some things and, I, and I'm, I'm being selfish. I'm talking about mine. Like there's an unknown there. There's an unknown that, you know, I could get this disease. I, I may not. So like I could overcome that fear and say like, let's live my life. Like I'm not, well then I might not live it quite like I should. Right. And I, and I think that there's a balance. And the point of me saying there's a balance is like, you want to, you want to do enough to help yourself that doesn't sacrifice something else. And, and, and Steve, I think you were, you've touched on this earlier is the mental state, right? Like if I try to work out seven days a week, three hours a day, eat as healthy as I possibly fucking can at some point for me personally, that's going to affect my mental state on another end. So I have to do as much as I can over here. That still complements what I'm doing over here. My, my like guilty pleasures, right? Like, Ooh, I'm going to go get some hot wings tonight. And like, well, I'm going to have a couple beers or I'm going to do this. Like, but I'm balancing as much as I can do over here with enough selfish things that kind of still keep me going. Right. And, and I think that that's where like a balance comes in play. You got it. You got it. You, but that's the struggle with that is you have to learn that yourself. So no one can tell you what that is because that's all up in here. It's all up in your head. So like, my my balance is different than all three of you guys's, right? One of you could say, "Well, hey, alcohol is not great for me. I can cut it out and never have another drop again, right?" Or, <laughs> and I, I don't think anybody, you know, that, that, some people can do that, right? But but for me, probably not possible. <laughs> yeah, as we all take I mean, a drink. But yeah, other people say like, "I'm only going to eat chicken and veggies my entire life." Well, okay, for some people that might work, and others not. Right. But like you have to find that balance within. You have to find what works Zamanilla. for you. Yeah. Yeah, but look at fear. You you fall on one side of fear and it's regret. You you fall on the other side of fear and it's gratitude. You overcame it, your gratitude, you're happy you did it. You fall short and you let fear be a barrier, then it's regret. Steve, like, Steve, I got a question real quick. Sorry, yeah. I, I don't know if you're kidding, but I'm wondering if we have the same outlook on this because I, I I look at you and I'm like ah, he's probably thinking the same thing. So nice beard, oh. <laughs> Naturally. that too. But uh, <laughs> man, I'm just um, so Sorry. with with like you know fear and kind of what you were saying, P, like okay, you can overcome it and you know in your head and all that, um. So one way, I guess, like for fear and stuff. So if you're like, hey, I'm, I'm afraid of heights, right? And yeah, Jesus Christ, buddy, you're afraid of your own bath towel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm muted my mic for a reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, look at me drying off over here. Oh, God. <clears throat> So, so, but you ended, you ended different with balance, whatever. I was thinking more of like, hey, well, if, if you're afraid of this thing, 
Like if you focus on something more important ahead of it, that's your focus. You don't focus on what you're afraid of. You just go straight to like, okay, well, if you're afraid of heights, but your son or your daughter's at that ledge, you don't give a fuck about heights. You're going to get them no matter what. And you're just like, okay, I am focused on that goal and that is my focus and I'm going to make that happen. And then maybe it doesn't disappear fully, but it definitely takes a back seat. Uh, I, I guess I don't know if there's like, a question involved in there, but I guess well, I guess it was like maybe like <laughs> is is your thought process similar or you know like same the, like the, style like like you hey know, maybe, look at the yeah, immediate look, fear yeah to, to like see a, what your goal is the your important shit so to speak I mean or more I mean, important so, than your fear right. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe not. We got completely different. Well, so I mean, it's it's that it's that coin in my pocket, right? The obstacle is the way. Yeah. Is is kind of what you're saying is yeah. that the obstacle, the fear that you're overcoming, the only way to move past it is to take that fear and turn it upside down. Yeah, you know it's right. there. But you you yeah. realize you have to get past it, and then you focus on what's past that, and you're like, "Okay, hey, I need so, to get past that, right?" So one one way that that sometimes I look at things is that fear. Okay, you got you got a fear of doing something, right? A fear of mice. <sighs> Oh no, Trump! Trump! Yeah. I'm just Go kidding. On, I'm Dave. afraid of spiders. Anyway, I'm big pussy. Uh, oh, it's fine. Go ahead. Like Josh, your 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 failure that you talked about earlier. Yeah. You you had a fear of leaving that job. Mm-hmm. What's greater, the fear of leaving it or the fear of not leaving it? See, so it's which fear. Okay, so your balance, right? Mm-hmm. If I don't go after this, what's that going to be? But if See. I do, it's it's all about what you want, and I guess, and then to your point, Brad, it's what you want out of life is what are you willing to face and sacrifice. And face and what fears you're willing to face to reach that end goal. So, yeah. I mean, in a similar way, I guess, yeah. But the your answers are are not immediate either. I mean, it takes a while to understand yeah. the answer. Yeah, and that's fine because while you're going through it, and I mean, the answers are developing. Yep, you don't understand. And they change. Yeah. It could change based on other decisions. So, but that molds you into the person you are, and then understanding yeah. that, yeah, you overcame that fear. It sucked while you're doing it, and it you were full of fear, and just it it was hard. But you did it. Yeah, you have to acknowledge, and you have to pat yourself on the back that you did it, and you have to give yourself some recognition that you did it because. If you if you don't, then like the hell you went through all that shit for what for nothing? 
You gotta celebrate the small victories. No, absolutely. But I mean, it's not the end. It's not the end goal. Maybe don't throw a sweet sixteen, but yeah, you know, acknowledge it. They better. But (laughs) that just that just sets you up for the next time. Yeah. Yeah. Keep celebrating. It's always good to celebrate. Um, you know, with with yeah, with kind of what you're saying. I mean, if, if my favorite quote from Eric Thomas is, "You gotta have the power of your why." He always says. And he said, if you don't have anything driving you or pushing you towards, you know, whatever goal or like, so say like you, what you want to do it for your, you know, your son or your daughter or your you know wife, husband, whatever. Like if that, if that why isn't more stronger than your obstacle or your fear, then you're never going to get past it. And you're always going to quit. So if you're doing it for money, and you want a hundred thousand, but you know, you're making like 60 and you're like, ah, well, it'd be nice. No, you have to be like, no, I need, you know, my son to be able to look at me in my face and be proud of me. So I have to get past this to do it. Like if you don't have that, why pushing you past that, then fear will always win and the obstacle will always win. And like, I, I don't know. That's why I love that quote so fucking much. Because I feel like it's so fucking true. It resonates with me very, very well. Have you, have you ever... The power of your wife. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever... Yeah, I, I love... I, I really do like that because it was like early on in my like business career that I was so fo- focused on like the what the how the who but so much of our life is like the why right if you it, it's it's kind of like thinking of like the end in the end in means or the end in mind right or am i saying that right like if you think about the end in mind you think about the why like why are we doing what we're doing and if you think about that you can back it up so many different like steps and directions to get to how you're going to do it what you're going to do and who's going to be involved. So like, yeah, power of why is really freaking powerful. Like, so yeah, I, yeah, Brad, I think that's, I think that's a very solid, like mindset on that is, you know, I think, and I, and I feel like I'm not the only one, but like just understanding the why first puts all the other pieces into place a lot easier than if you're trying to build it out the other way around. So. Yeah. Cause yeah, then, it's, then it's easy to fail. Yeah. Yeah. What you're saying bug is uh, to begin with the end in mind. Thank you, you start out. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Yes. You start out something with how the ending should look, not how the start should look. Yep. You the figure out in the beard. Yes. Oh. Oh, Bearded yes. white. Yes. Oh, that means I'm like, Super not wise compared to yeah, we, should, we should even oh, listen shit. to you. Yeah, why am I even here? I'll just Good make, to have I'll just, you here, but I'll just edit the TikToks and we'll go from there. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be saying shit. <laughs> oh. The bearded wise man, shit. Oh fuck! Who's got the gold frankincense and myrrh? Huh? We'll get back on the religion topic. <laughs> oh, yeah. the awkward, kidding, awkward guy kidding. In the top right corner. Kidding. Uh, he's got no beard kidding. here. 
I actually have a beard. I just choose not to grow it. So fuck you guys. Uh, yeah. You know, you're trying out for high school musical. It's fine. <laughs> How did you know? Yeah. I do have the same birthday as Zach Efron, so don't don't challenge me. How I know that? Stop it, bro. I know you're trying to flex on us right now. <laughs> oh, dude. What Lord, a weird flex, man. What <laughs> a terrible flex. Uh, show so you my you one know. pack. I have the same birthday as Zach Efron. Yeah. Uh, literally uh, what if I told birthday. you I have the same birthday as Tom Brady, buddy? You really? No, he's fucking making that fully up. No. But I will <laughs> You'll say. You'll never like, know. He's no, August, yeah, baby. I'll birthday. tell you that. Your birthday's on August 4th, so. Yeah, his is either August 3rd or August 4th. I looked it up one time. It's like a fucking Five hours Steve's, on it. Steve's on it right now. Yeah. <laughs> How would you say? Yeah. Yeah. All I gotta say is this is a real fact. Elvis died on my birthday. On shitter. Fuck. I, I, was... I know. I got it, but it's one day off. You know. Yeah, it's same birthday. You can't, though. You can't, you know, you can't say I, I nailed it. I said I August third or August fourth. <laughs> I said both. Ones, we don't right? have the same birthday. Well, then right, I'm six well, foot. I'm just gonna round up. All right. There you uh, go. You know, he was born <laughs> at eleven fifty nine on August third. You know, and I was born a minute leader. after. So I don't believe that's you know, true. We're gonna. Uh, I actually don't know that one, but you didn't know the first one. I said you know, August third. If you're not careful, August Brad, baby, people, Jesus Christ! If you're gonna try to relate yourself to certain people, you better be careful because the viewers are not gonna respect <laughs> your opinion. If, if you're gonna say that we're born on the same day, but it was a day apart, no big deal. Could have been a leap year. I'm not quite sure. Who knows? Eleven fifty nine. Same. Ah, when in Rome. When in when Rome. In Rome. You know, smooth as eggs. <laughs> To each their own. If the shoe fits. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's not your shoe. Carpe diem, uh, motherfucker. Uh, carpe diem. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, he's too busy carping these DMs, but. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> not sure what that meant, but. Sound a little Just sexual. laying carpet in your DMs. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Extra shag, please. Uh, <laughs> give I me mean, a couple of layers. Clothes, all right, you know. Something to work through. Listen. Peanut. Peanut butter. Oh God, big. Wait, what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know where we're going down. We're getting way off the rails. I feel like we need to, uh, you know, bring it full circle there, bug. You know, for me, for me, it's, you know, I love to listen to people who've already accomplished it, and you know, I know, I know, Steve's the same way. He listens to a lot of leaders who've done great things. So, you know. My take on, you know, what you kind of been saying was, uh, you know, learn from people who've been through it or, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know, take their wisdom. But I would love to hear your full take on, on our way of, I don't know, bringing anything to the light or, you know, making you see things in a different way. You know, maybe how it helped and maybe how it could help maybe some viewers going through some same shit. I think I think without I mean, or there's, fear there's, or self worth or overcoming any of the obstacles, any of that. Yeah, it's crazy. There's I know it sounds like cliche, but there's a lot of like good one liners like in this, like one liner. Yeah, one in Rome. Yeah. Um 
and I, and I know I said this, but I know some of others did like on a different context, but you know, if, if I were to walk away and take something from this podcast, right. And, and everybody can do as they please, but it hit on a lot of subjects, like my whole baseball journey, my, my situation with my dad life, the control, the controllables came up a lot. And, and I truly believe that, um, control the control control the controllables but also like focus on your mindset and i think that's something steve said was and it's it's kind of it's kind of ironic given situation with my dad but at the same time like yeah control your your mindset focus on your mindset and and try to place that in its best situation so that it can be the best for you um because it's so easy to get off the rails so easy to get off the rails um because you know we we transition into fear and fear can truly own you um but but talking through it with you guys and and hearing your thoughts is let fear like brad i think you said this let fear motivate you you know not control you but motivate you and i'll put you in a cage but yeah, it, it really will. Um, but, but P to your point too, like, you know, fear is something you can control. Like you can, you can let that guide you how it is like, yeah, it can still motivate you, but it can guide you to, to maybe the place you need it to be and, and not let it own you. Um, and, and just overall, like, I think everybody said this tonight is truly just like, be open, be vulnerable. Don't expect to know everything. Um, take, take your failures, take your fear, take whatever happens to you and use it to fuel you to be a better you, to reposition your path and your journey. And, um, don't think you have it all figured out. Like the moment I thought I did, I didn't. And the moment I thought I did again, I didn't like, I don't have it all figured out. Like, and that's with baseball, with family, with my dad, like everything, like the more I thought I had it figured out, I really didn't. And that's okay because all that does is like allow you to learn and attempt to be a better you. So yeah, a lot. I, I got to give you guys credit. I appreciate this. Like I said, this is super therapeutic for me. This episode very particularly like therapeutic, but I do appreciate you guys' input and just like willingness to kind of hear like what's going on and being open to it and 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 honest with it. So. Oh, we appreciate you. I mean, you you definitely, you know, spoke some hard truths and revealed a lot about your own story that obviously couldn't be easy to talk about. But thank you for for sharing it and feeling comfortable enough to make yourself vulnerable to allow our feedback. For sure. Yeah, man. It's uh, I know we I know we do this for, you know, for mainly for the viewers and whatnot, but well, I mean, we also do it for ourselves a little bit or for each other, at least at minimum 100%, to help each other 100%. grow or to get through some shit. Cause it'll help you and them or, you know, whoever out there listening to it is awesome. So, you know, that being said, if, if this is your first time listening in, I mean, go ahead and throw a question our way, you know, email or, TikTok or anything like that. Like we are here to help and we're here to just drop any knowledge we can. And we tell a lot of stories about our journey and what we've been through and how we overcame a lot of shit. And 
kind of a mindset now and what we think is the best way to move forward. And I know sometimes we're not the as good as the bearded man over here, the wise tails, but you know, we do our best. So shocker they're not is- talking about me. <laughs> yeah, you buddy. That invisible beard. Yeah. Yeah. You guys can't yeah. see Bug, but he has zero facial hair. Strong jawline. Zero facial hair. Green, Life choice. Green screen Life choice. on his beard. Life choice. <laughs> Life is full of choices, uh, kids. Choose wisely. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Steve, anything you add before we wrap it up, big dog? No, I just uh I appreciate, you know, uh being able to sit in on on that. A conversation with with bug there because it makes me feel like i know him a, a whole lot better in the short amount of time that we've gotten to know each other and i'm uh i feel honored to to hear your story and to be a part of of it all so yeah thank you appreciate that yeah thank you very much and and for what you opened up about too like you know you you realize there's more similarities between people than differences sometimes. Yeah. And oh yeah, you know, I, I appreciate this in, in, in the exact reverse is exactly what you opened up about and shared about and, and, and all of us across the board, but you know, obviously, you know, some, some relation there as well. And, and I appreciate that as well. So thank you. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Well, that was P. Bug, any last uh, remarks? I think that's it for me. If not, Raise them up, so, you know how we do. Yep, I'll raise them up, fellas. You know, hell with that. Yep, thanks for watching. Appreciate everybody. All thanks you. for kicking it, fellas. Salud. Salud.